Iowa everywhere. Mike Paul, Mike Paul. Ken, Miller. Ken Miller, together on Iowa Everywhere. Welcome to The Hook, powered by Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Hook. My name is Ken Miller. I'm uh, from uh, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Conlon and myself uh, from 11 to 1 as we talk sports on KXNO. Mike Baum, my partner, is the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. Uh, as we head out to the desert to catch up with Mike Baum, should be a very active weekend, a lot going on, college football championships, etc. The NFL marches on. We will get into that. Mike, uh, well, winter has arrived in Iowa after a pretty nice holiday day season some sleet some snow coming down particularly in the north but it's starting to affect central iowa what's so what's vegas like at this uh, this week not too bad i was out uh, blowing leaves and uh, pruning my lantania and roses and uh, yellow bells this morning it, fe- it feels good it's in the lower 50s but with the sun shining it feels good not too bad snow up in mount charleston though so those that want to get away on the weekend uh, Ken, we're taking the kids to uh, Universal Studios over the weekend. Some rain predicted, nice. both in California and here. So we got the uh, ponchos ready. Hey, ready to roll. Well, let's uh, let, let's start. I want to start with uh, go back to last weekend in the NFL, Mike. Uh, a lot of ground to cover with you, and we're going to get to the NHL, as I know, is both a we're both a fan of that sport. In fact, I'm going to the game a week from Wednesday night. Uh, I'll be uh, at T-Mobile, the original six New York Rangers, and the Golden Knights are going to collide. One of the nights that I'm going to be in Vegas, so my son is taking me for my birthday. Looking forward to seeing uh, an NHL game. I've been to one at T-Mobile before. It's quite an experience. Mike, you've, you've seen a lot of hockey over your lifetime. Just the whole, it's more than the hockey game uh, at T-Mobile, the way the Golden Knights present uh, their home games. Yeah, it's more like a Cirque production, uh, Kenny, uh, because of, uh, you know, with all the extravagance and they do a lot of uh, drama and play acting with the Knights. Uh, and, and the thing about it too, is you usually get a good crowd from the visiting team because there's so many people in Vegas, um, for the event. Um, the Rangers are one of them. Uh, and, and that's the game you're going to, uh, the first year when the Rangers came here, we went and it was probably 60% red and blue wow. at T-Mobile. So that'll be one of the games where the, the visitors will actually have more fans in the home team. <laughs> Well, I've been to one game there. I saw the uh, Colorado and uh, Vegas play. It was the, we were coming out of COVID and fans had just been allowed back in the building, but I think we had to have one or maybe two seats between everybody. So I don't know what capacity was, but that was the only experience I've had there. I'm actually looking very forward to being in a, in a sold out building. Yeah, I think there was two seats, and instead of 17,000, you know, it was something under six Yeah, uh, was the capacity at that time. Bruins are another one when the Bruins are in town. And because these East teams only use it, come once a year. Right. The Eastern Conference, so you get the big crowds. Bruins are another one where uh, when they're in town, uh, they outnumber the Knights fans. Well, we'll get to hockey at the end. Let's. I want to go back to last Sunday uh, and a Twitter mm-hmm. account, the, the Chicago Bears Twitter account. Um 
tweeted that uh, that we 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 know that uh, there's uh, the fields wasn't going to be able to answer the bell. Trevor Simeon was going to start, and then about a half an hour before the game or or during warmups, um, the Bears Twitter account tweeted out that it's not going to be uh, Trevor Simeon. It's going to be Nathan Peterman. And I know that there was a lot of reaction among some of the professional betters that when they got that little nugget, that piece of news, uh, they reacted. Now, look, the Jets ended up winning the game. Um, but what did you guys see at Circa, if anything, when the Bears account tweeted that it's not Simeon, it's Peterman? And then, of course, they would walk that uh, announcement back. Yeah, it's it's, you know, there's got to be some more responsibility to it because, uh it was wrong, but it triggered the bets on the Jets. Remember, the game was four and a half when Fields was questionable, but then when he was unlikely, it went to six. Um, the Peterman news took it to six and a half. We didn't quite get to seven, um, but we circled. You know, the game was circled in that at that point with the with the change of quarterback. So we tried to limit the damage, but it was still uh, one of our biggest losers on Sunday. Interesting. I can only think of one other uh, case similar, right? The Wojnowski info uh, surrounding one of the drafts. Is that a responsibility thing? I mean, people, I don't think they, you know, betting on sports isn't in the back of their mind when they press send on their tweet. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and teams will do that. You know, they pump fake people and, and try to give and try to give a misinformation, especially on the drafts. And you have to, you know, for people that are reporting it, they have to be aware of what motivations there might be by teams. I mean, there was a lot leaked that Hutchinson was going to the Lions, you know, and a lot of people around town, including people I work with. Uh, not necessarily the per person I work for, but work with went all around town betting this Hutchinson Hutchinson information, of course, it was wrong, and they lost a lot of money. Yeah, indeed they did. Uh, well, um, let's move on, and let's get to the college football championship weekend. Just overall college football, before we get into this weekend, do you see growth from when you first got out to Vegas in the business? I've noticed that, you know, since I've been going out there, Sundays just dwarf Saturdays as far as number of people in the book, as far as the enthusiasm in the book. But, Mike, I'm seeing that gap close as the years have gone on. Have you guys noticed that Saturday not becoming equal, but certainly narrowing the gap? Yeah, it has in terms of the right on the games. But I'll tell you, when you look at, I'll give you an indicator, stadium swim, once it gets into November, right? When it's not perfect weather. Because, mm -hmm. you know, in October, September, Saturdays and Sundays are about equal. You know, you get 2,500, 3,000 people right. up. Once it gets into November, Saturdays are much thinner than Sundays. So I think that's somewhat of an indicator of, of, of the enthusiasm for it. Um, but the right is up there. I mean, what we were writing on a Sunday three years ago is what we write on a Saturday. Now, of course, the Sunday right is higher. Mm -hmm. um, but there's there's Saturdays, Sundays, weekends where it's within 500,000 of one another. Wow. You know, so it, it just all depends on, you know, really how the games line up. Is it, Are there three or four really compelling games and are they spread out over the course of the day? That's that's important. And, and it's important for the NFL, too, when you have these bad afternoon slates with games with big point spreads doesn't help either. No, indeed, it doesn't. Well, let's go back to the biggest game this past weekend. Um, Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, who did you need in that game? And was it a uh, was it a, a big I'm assuming the most handle came in on that game? USC Notre Dame at night, maybe cut into it or made it close. Uh, yep. Take us back to Saturday. Yeah, it, it was Ohio State, Michigan, but very small margin over USC Notre Dame. Um, we lose small. 
uh, with Michigan. Not too bad. You know why it wasn't so bad? Because it knocked out the money line parlays with Ohio mm. State. We lose just to that bet to the to that seven and a half and eight. We lose there. But what it did to money line parlays helped us. So it wasn't ba- a horrible result. The, the, the bad result would have been Ohio State winning by three or four. Um, uh, Notre Dame, we did well on. Uh, Notre Dame was heavily bet, uh, heavily bet by the public and by the professional bettors. I have to wow. tell you, it was a one sided game and we did very, very well there. Interesting. Well, let's get to the the week ahead, and we'll start with Friday night. We got a rematch, and we got a number of rematches: Utah and USC. That was one of the better games of the year. Utah, uh, Whittingham uh, made a, uh, a coaching decision that paid off at the end for him as they knocked off USC. Um, game opened at one. USC's now up to three. What are you guys seeing? You're you're dealing threes right now. Uh, what uh, caused the, uh, the the movement in the spread? Was it a number of big bets, just or was it just a you just struggling to get a bet on Utah. We've taken some bets on USC. We haven't taken many bets on Utah. You saw, I don't know the, you know, Caesars took almost a million dollar bet on USC on the money line uh, to win like close to 700,000 Caesars. And in, in, I believe it was in Lake Tahoe took the bet. Reno took the bet. Um, I don't get the line, Ken. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think we opened it one and a half or two. This is a 21 on 11 game uh, for Kyle Whittingham. I mean, Everyone in the Pac-12 needs USC to win. The conference needs USC to win. They haven't had a legitimate playoff team. And forget about those Chris Peterson teams, you know, that would go there and hope to get a score against Alabama. I mean, a legitimate team that you think can go play against Georgia or Michigan, right? I mean, and and USC's in. I'm not – forget Ohio State with one loss over – if USC, a one-loss team – a Power five champion who would avenge their only loss of the year on the road in a close game. They're in. Forget Ohio. Yeah, Ohio State needs TCU to lose. Right. That's the only shot they have to get in. Uh, so I don't, I don't, and I think if TCU loses, Ohio State does get in. So you've got Ohio State ahead of Alabama. You've got Ohio State five, Bama six, because one loss versus two. I do. I yeah. do. And, and I, I get the arguments for Alabama, but, but, you know, and two losses on the road, by, but, mm-hmm. but still Ohio State uh, loses one game, um, although it wish, they wish it would have been closer, I'm sure. Sure. Uh, but I have, uh, I have Ohio State next in if TCU should lose. Um, I, I, I would make this number closer to six, honestly, Kenny, in favor of USC. Uh, and I realize they come off of two emotional victories in a row, right? Be- beating UCLA yep. and then beating. But I thought they had real control of the game against Notre Dame. The UCLA game was, you know, they were up 10, they were up three at the 10. At any point, if they didn't score, there was a fear DTR goes down the field and you lose the game. I never felt Notre Dame was really a threat in that game. And I didn't think they would be. I watched them play with my own eyes against BYU. So I just think every break's going to go USC's way. Uh, Utah's going to have to be 10 points the better team to win this game. Although we've seen them in the Pac-12 championship games, you know, they come and they punch you in the mouth because they're so physical. I just think USC is awfully talented offensively. And, you know, if they can put up 35, they should be in good shape. Everybody likes a good price, but there's there's getting a good price and there's getting a good price where you have a chance to cash a ticket. Caleb Williams, is he home free? I mean, is there anybody on the Heisman list that you would even entertain? I mean, Stetson Bennett has a good game in the uh, in the SEC championship. It, it just seems like it's um, like he won it last week, didn't he? I think the TCU quarterback is still live. Duggan, do you? 
I do, and it's amazing, right? Because I think he was 200 to 1 before the year, 150 to 1. But I think it's down to those two. Um, and maybe Caleb won it uh, on Saturday. But they, Duggan's made no false moves here with this team. Oh, he's played well. And I, I think he'll get some votes, especially regionally, because who else is really going to compete with him? You know, it always breaks down to regionally, the West, the Southeast, the East, the Midwest. There's four regions. And, and how do you do regionally there? He, he should be able to dominate the Southeast. Um, so I think it'll, I think it's a close vote and, uh, I think, you know, it's closer than people think. I know, get, I, I know two people that have tickets on, uh, dug in at a hundred to one. And I think they're wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, let's get to his game. K state. That was a, uh, a really, well, TCU's had a bunch of these games, right? Where they're looks as though they're finally going to go down. They find a way to pull them out. I mean, the Baylor game was uh, stands alone with that hair on fire field goal unit onto the field, kick game over, drive home safely. I think the Big Twelve is the has the chance for the uh, for the dog. The, maybe the best, if, if the live dog of the weekend might be in the Big Twelve. Do you see it that way? K State right now at circa um, is getting two and a half points. It's not a big number, but boy, K State's playing very well, and I think it's. I, I subscribe to the it's hard to beat a team twice, wow. uh, and that's what they're going to be asked to do. Kansas State was beating them twenty-eight to ten when they were clobbering them, right? Yeah. I mean, so what? TCU obviously the game is right in their backyard. So you would think they would have the crowd advantage in another conference that clearly wants the, the favorite to win, to get into the playoff, just like Michigan needs to win for the, you know, the big 10 wants Michigan to win and, and USC with the PAC 12. Um, I, I think a lot of Kleeman. I think he's a really yeah. good coach. This team has played very well. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Kansas state won this game. If you told me Kansas State won this game by 10 or more, it wouldn't surprise me. It would surprise me if TCU won big. I don't I don't I think this is a close game if TCU wins it. But the numbers reflect that, right? Yeah. So I mean they win by they seem to win all these games by three. If they win by three, they're gonna cover this two and a half. So but I think TCU knows they need to win to be in. This, this committee there's no team that has been slighted more by the committee in the right. history of the playoff than TCU, who is yep. fourth and moves to sixth, who, who wins their game and gets down. Every year they put in a, a, a premier name, you know, the brand name over them. They've got to win the game. There's all motivation there. But Kansas State's had a terrific season. Kleeman's got that thing really going in the right direction. Uh, it's taken a while since Snyder retired, but he's really got it going well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I would rank – I would rank Kansas State the best upset shot of the of the Power Five championship games. All right, LSU laid an egg on uh, this past weekend. They get they get Georgia in the championship game. It's eighteen now at circa. I think this got a chance to be an ugly football game. It could be. I, I'm I still scratch my head at that LSU performance, and you know my three plays last weekend were USC, South Carolina and LSU and people all said they're all terrible plays. Well, I said, forget USC, forget USC because they all say often off emotional wins, this and that right. the, the USC, South Carolina were kind of the same spot off emotional mm -hmm. win, but you're playing your rival. Right. Forget about the emotional win the week before. And my argument with LSU was they still have to win this game to have a shot that the SEC championship gets them in. If they lose to Texas A&M, they have no playoff hope whether they could right. still win. And they just, they never got ahead in that game, right? They, they punted first and Texas A&M was ahead the whole entire game. They were always playing catch up and had no chance to cover the nine and a half. Uh, 
I think they'll be tough to score on Georgia. I just think I think I think Georgia can keep LSU under seventeen. And then, you know, I don't want to lay points like this in a game like this because Georgia just needs to win and move on to the playoffs, right, and and keep and, and get the four seats. So this is too many points for me, but I would never put LSU – I wouldn't tease LSU or anything like that. Nor will I. Uh, so let's go, to, let's go to Saturday night. Let's start in the ACC. It's up against the Big Ten uh, for starters, although the Big Ten matchup is certainly not the sexiest one we've seen in, in, uh, in some years. But boy, oh boy, Clemson and North Carolina stumble into this football game. I, I imagine they're going to keep Fowler and Herb Street in Dallas. Game day is there. I would think they would do the Big 12 game as opposed to putting them in prime time. Normally, prime time games, are, you guys are very busy. It's a, it's a big right on a prime time game. ACC championship. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you guys are going to be like the Maytag repairman during this game. Tell me the last time the ACC championship game was a compelling game. That's I, a great point. It hasn't been because either Clemson's at a 20 point favorite or this year, they're terrible. Both of them. Yeah. This is a really bad game. I think the share will be maybe one of the lowest TV shares you'll ever see on a, on a, on a power five championship game. This is the same situation for Michigan as was Iowa last year, right? And it could have been Iowa again if they didn't stub their toe against Nebraska. But they came out and just dominated Iowa. Remember the last year that line went from 10 to, to close 16 at Circa, Michigan? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be similar, a similar situation here, although Purdue is a little more talented offensively than the Hawkeyes were last year, certainly. Yeah, Charlie Jones had a big year, and Aiden O'Connell certainly a good quarterback. And, boy, he uh, went through some things last week, and good for uh, him. He able to keep that and put it, compartmentalize it and, uh, with the, the, the death of his brother. Let's talk about the Big Ten Championship. Michigan coming off a big win over there their rival but here's a championship football game uh, against Purdue Jim Harbaugh's done a phenomenal job with this team he really has uh, you guys have the number right now I want to say 17 at Circa uh, right now how do you see this game Mike we opened at 15 and a half and it went quickly to 17 I don't think it can get above 17 can I think it's, it's really tough to go above 17 um but I think this is a one-sided game. So I think Michigan can run the ball here. I don't know that Purdue can stop that running game. Ohio State tried to, but they had to commit eight to the box, and you saw that their, their secondary just wasn't good enough. And when, when he's got guys 10 yards wide open, McCarthy can hit them. So yep. it, it, you're, you're really tough. And then you can't run the ball against Michigan, so they'll make them very one-dimensional with O'Connell. Good for him that it's in a dome. He doesn't have to deal with weather. He's, he, you know, he struggled in that Iowa game in the wind, but uh, this should be a one-sided affair too. I mean, I, I could see Purdue being 10 or 13 points and, you know, Michigan calls the score here. When does Harbaugh, you know, when does Harbaugh pull off the dogs in the fourth quarter? Could be one of those. Okay, so we'll know the bowl games on Sunday. You guys at Circa are the first during the regular season. You get those numbers out. I think it's like 1 o'clock Central time you've got the numbers out, maybe maybe even an hour before that. It's early, you're first. When do you anticipate, maybe not all of the bowl games, but when will you guys – We'll know on Sunday who's playing who and who's playing where. What do you, what do you have, what Matt Metcalf and his team, what are they kind of planning? We released these, um, we released these conference championship games a little slower. We did like one an hour starting at one o'clock central. And I would imagine we're, we do this in tiers here as well with the bowl games where we'll come out and, and, you know, we'll, we'll release the playoff games early and then go, go backwards sort of from January 1st and, and over the course of, uh, of Sunday and Monday, get to all the games by the, you know, by gotcha. mid afternoon Monday. 
because I think when we are there in the Iowa Everywhere team, at least four of us are going to be out there next week. And I think Chris has planned for you and I and Chris to do a bowl show maybe on Wednesday go over at least some of the bowl games, maybe not all of them, but I think that's in the planning and the numbers will be posted at that point. Uh, NFL this past week, Mike, um, just uh, how was it for Circa? Uh, what game did you guys need that didn't go your way and what did go your way? Well, it wasn't too bad. It, it was a decent Sunday. Um, Thursday was um, no good in that if you bet the three favorites on the money line, they all covered. Although the dogs covered the first two games. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? The, 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 uh, the teasers got there and the money line got there. So that, so that was no good. Um, the Bengals was a good game for us. People bet the Titans as a home dog although the teasers were okay to keep them going. We lose uh, the Jets game. We lose the under on the Falcons commanders uh, game. Um, that game got bet down from 43 and a half to 40 and a half. Wow. Um, I don't know, really know why either. I didn't love the under there and I'm an under, an under player. Um, we lose the charger game because people bet the Cardinals plus the points. Though the chargers won the game, the Cardinals covered Raiders was a good result for us. Actually. That's strange. Uh, people bet the Seahawks in that game. Uh, and, um, Monday night, uh, Monday night. Uh, good people bet the Colts. Yep. Uh, there was a couple Steelers money line plays, but not enough. So it was decent enough for us. Uh, so th I think the, I think for the week overall, we make a small loser on the NFL, but but nothing horrific. Gotcha. Let's look ahead to this weekend. Buffalo, New England on Thursday night. It's a big spot all of a sudden here for these Bills who are now looking up at the Miami Dolphins. They want a home game. Right now, they would be on the road. Um, Buffalo and uh, and New England. New England played Minnesota very tough. Where are you on the Bills? They're, they're, they're priced to win the Super Bowl, starting to creep up a little bit. Are you seeing some people get back involved with Buffalo? And do you think these Bills can figure it out in time? No, uh, they haven't. They've gone cold at the window. Um, the performance on Thursday didn't really inspire either. Right. Uh, they could have lost that game. Uh, you know, Dan Campbell, not exactly the greatest game manager either. Uh, although I wouldn't put him up in the category with Jeff Saturday last night. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> well, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we see Chiefs now. Chiefs Chiefs now the favorite to win the AFC and, and have crept crept down. It's, it's really three teams getting the attention as the favorites. Um, Eagles, 49ers, and Chiefs right now are the teams taking the money for AFC, NFC, and Super Bowl. I keep coming back to the Cincinnati Bengals, Mike. I think they're alive. I really do. Their offensive line is coming around. Joe Burrow's my favorite quarterback in the league, and I'm a Broncos fan. Um, there's something about this team. I know they got there last year, and they if it would have, should have won the Super Bowl last year. Where are you on the Bengals? I, that was my best play in the NFL was the Bengals. And I laid one and a half and the game went to two and a half. I still said I was a play at two and a half. I just like what their offense is doing They're wherever they go, whether it's to Pittsburgh, not an easy place to play mm -hmm. to Tennessee. Who's who's overperformed and Vrabel's really tough. You know, they were able to even down in that game, 10 to three, they kept coming, they kept coming. Then they got the lead. Uh, they get the break with the roughing the kicker. So they didn't, you know, have to fade a final drive. I think this team's coming. I think this team might be better than the team that went to the Super Bowl last year, Kenny. I thought the team that went to the Super Bowl was a good but lucky team in the playoffs. They got a lot of breaks. You know, this this team 
and and Baltimore stubbed their toe in yep. Jacksonville. Yep. This this team could still win this division. It could be very interesting here. Um, but I asked uh, I asked someone a question last week on a show on Visa. I said, "Who would you rather have a last longer bet on on the playoffs? The Dolphins or the Bengals right now?" Mm. And I think if you put it in the market, the Dolphins would be the favorite. I agree. Right, right now, they control the destiny to, to win the AFC East. And the person I asked said I'd they'd take the Bengals, even if it was an even money bet. And, and I agree with that, I think. Yeah, I, I think I probably would do the same thing. Let's move from football to, some football. people call it football, to soccer. The World Cup, uh, where there's a game ongoing as, uh, as we speak. The Americans are playing. What have you seen? I saw a picture from Circa, the ballroom. I think it was Saturday morning. Mexico was playing. A, I'd never been, I haven't been up to the ballroom. I'm going to check it out next week when I'm there. I was shocked how many people uh, were, uh, were uh, in that facility watching Mexico play. How busy has it been? It got to nearly a thousand Saturday. That was for Mexico, Argentina, because we moved it to the ballroom because people had booked the sports book for football, obviously right. for college football. So we had to move it to the ballroom for that. Um, tremendous crowd for America against uh, England. Uh, there's a nice crowd there today as America needs to beat Iran currently up one, nothing early in the second half there to advance out of that group as the second team behind England. Uh, but the Mexican crowds have been really impressive. Kenny and uh, you know they've actually been more in full force uh, and 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 more uh, what should I say vociferous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we had to open the ballroom for the American game whether we could have got a thousand people up there, but we certainly did for Mexico and some of them were Argentina fans as well. Obviously, were there? That's that's a big brand as well. Even Bar Canada on Saturday morning, I would say was. 85% Michigan, 10% Mexico fans, and then 5% some other college football game. Hmm. Where did Derek, did he watch uh, Michigan-Ohio State at Stadium swim? He certainly did, yeah. He did had he some really? friends out there, and they got a cabana, and that's where they watched it. Yeah, uh, quite a day for him. Now, he's not going to Indianapolis, is he? Oh, no, he is not. He'll be here in Vegas. Gotcha. Let's uh, finish up uh, with a little NHL conversation. What, what have you seen? Who's, surpri- who's the biggest surprise? I mean, Seattle Kraken have come out of nowhere and all this. They're, they're, I mean, I don't think they'll be there. The, the Golden Knights have a, you know, it's a substantial lead at this point. Who's the biggest surprise to you? The Devils that they lead in the fashion that they're winning games and, and how many that they're winning? Biggest surprise so far. Yeah, I'd say the Devils. Kenny, because they, they keep doing it, and um, even in their losses, they've been very competitive. I think the the, the, the goaltending has been very good mm-hmm. uh, for the Devils. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I would say they're the biggest surprise. Uh, the Pacific, I, I just – I'm not convinced that anybody in the Pacific is, is going to make a lot of noise here. Seattle, you know, they were a very defensive-minded team. They've started to open it up a little bit. This year, Edmonton and Calgary still disappointing to yeah, me that I'm neither of them have stepped forward. How about Dallas? You know, I bet them, so it's hard to say they're a surprise. Yeah. But I'm surprised that they sit atop a very tough central division here. And I know they have four games in hand on Colorado, but five points on top. You know, uh, Pete DeBoer, uh, you could argue tough firing in Vegas. I'm with you. The places he goes, he turns around quick. Now, does Jose? Does his message get old after? I don't know. But you get a team like that. You got a good goalie rotation. Because I think Wedgwood's a good backup. Played very well in St. Louis last night. Ottinger, let's not forget the kid's only 23. And Dallas seems to, they go from from Bishop 
to Kabogan to, to Ottinger, and, and they just keep seeing the tournament. But I, these teams that like Dallas that win sixty percent of the faceoffs are always going to be dangerous. They're so good in the in the faceoff circle. They have a good combination of of youth and experience. So they they just keep continuing to play well. Look, they were down three goals to Chicago the night before Thanksgiving. They were down four one with ten minutes to go in the game. They they were a three thirty favorite. They covered the puck line. Wow. They scored five goals in the last ten minutes. One the last one an empty netter, but they scored a um, you know they scored four goals. Uh, they can they can really turn it on. So I, I think that I ranked them probably second. And and I just thought they'd grind, they'd get into the playoffs, and they'd be tough. That's why I bet the future at thirty five to one on them. Um, but right now they're playing very very well. Indeed, they are. Uh, Colorado, when it's all said and done, will probably be that. Nashville, the team in that division, to me, that's really underachieving so far. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. There's too much talent there for them to be uh, in the place that they are. Uh, my dog just got home, which means he'll be running down the stairs to bark at me any minute. We should probably end uh, this edition uh, of the hook. That's Mike Palm, Vice President uh, of of uh, Circus Sports. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you Friday on the radio, Mike Palm. Uh, anything else you'd like before there he is? Jet- Jed, I'll get right to you here. Uh, anything else before we let you go? Nope. We'll talk to you Friday, and then we'll see you next week, Kenny. See you next week. That's good stuff. Uh, that's Mike Palm. Uh, this is my dog, Jet, named after the Winnipeg Jets. We'll see you next time on The Hook. Thanks for being here. See you, Mike. Okay. Th- Iowa everywhere.